Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had a one-night stand with that product. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Write that down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that now. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Uh, who's ready? Who's ready for... An accountability bad, session. Wait, wait, wait. Here. How bad is it compared to last week? When no yeah, what happened last week? Bloodbath. Have you oh, seen yeah, the movie bad. Carrie before? <laughs> yeah, I have actually. Yeah, it was it was a little like that. I had a great week this week. It's a great movie, man. Fantastic movie. That's pretty much. Yeah, I think we had twenty-two incorrect predictions between all of us. Twenty-one. How many? Twenty-one or twenty-two incorrect predictions. Oh my god! But Rami did okay, right? Yeah, Rami got one right. You yeah, one right. Nice. Awesome. Do I get a round of applause for that? No. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. So, all right, we'll go through the carnage here. Do I have to block Matthew Collar? Judd just told me during the break Mute I him. should probably block Matthew Collar. Your Mute best him, bet is not talk. to fight with him on I didn't Twitter. know I wasn't allowed to say bad things about Teddy Bridgewater. Well, then you didn't read your contract. <laughs> Rami, I can't, be- I can't believe you. That's we, 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 oh, okay. To be fair, though, to be fair to Rami, though, did we properly warn him when he got here? Like, oh, I knew, I knew, I knew the love for Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, Bridgewater I knew. in front of Matthew Collar. Otherwise, oh, I, he it's will, not like, just Collar. I, I knew, I, I understood what the perception of the guy was up here, and I was, I was telling the guys during the break. It happens to every fan base. I don't fault you. You get in a bubble, you lose perspective of what's well, real. Actually, I think, I think, I really think it's fifty fifty with Teddy around here. I think it's fifty percent of Very people much so, yeah. are. Man, this guy was he was held back and he was ready to pop in that third season and they were gonna give him the third season was gonna be his offense too, and they were on the doorstep of the season starting a week before and then boom, his leg gives out. But then the other half are what you're saying, which is what do you mean? He threw fifteen touchdown passes. That's not very much. It's That's okay, my Rami. argument. It's okay, Rami. You didn't know Adrian Peterson was on the downslope of his career at that point. And that running and Nor- backs. And Norv screwed the entire thing up. Yep. And and also, don't forget, too, that that um, I believe that Bridgewater tore his leg up, his knee up. Was that on a Thursday, Phil? It was on a Wednesday or Thursday practice. It was it, after that Chargers That's what I was going to say. The, the Sunday before preseason game three, Sunday afternoon, national television preseason game, Bridgewater looked Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Kevin Burkhardt on the call for Fox. Everybody was like, this is it. This is going to be. I'm telling you. It's your first love. It's quarterback love. I get it. It's one of the most complex, hard to get past. Why I still think about the girl that I fell for in second grade. Okay, that's like the third time you brought her up. You remember by the way. her you name? Yeah, Christy Pete. 
Well, wow. it's, Rami, it's, it, it, yeah. is, it is the classic what-if game. I mean, we talked about in the past on Raised by Wolves about the love for Derrick Rose. Now, granted, Derrick Rose was an M- MVP of the league, so certainly a higher level of higher caliber of player than Teddy, but there is still like that. For the fans of Derrick Rose, there's still like that, well, what if, what if he hadn't gotten hurt? Type of thing. What would have? What could have been? That's it's the same thing. And we'll never, know. Yeah, we'll never we'll know. We'll never know. We'll never know that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Let's see how right you and everybody else was in this week's accountability session, where we keep track of each other's predictions every single Friday, and we keep track of our batting averages throughout the season. We had a bunch of listener submissions for this week. Only one listener prediction came off the board. It was Matt T, who said the Twins will trade away at least one of these players this season. Trevor Larnick, Wander Javier, or Brent Rooker. Well, they didn't trade any of their top prospects. Those guys are all still in the organization. If you have predictions, by the way, if you're a listener out there, just tweet them anytime during the week to at Score North or at Phil Mackey, and uh, we'll make sure that we make note of them if they are worthy of being on the show. I said Sam Dyson will not allow a run in his next five outings after his first one. Whoops. Yeah, his second outing was a disaster. Hey, he retired a batter, though. <laughs> uh, I guess. And then I said Byron Buxton would hit for the cycle last week. I'm 0 for 4 on that prediction so far this year. You going to keep bringing it up? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> see, it's still two months left in the season. Yeah, too much for him to miss. Judd, you had one prediction come off the board. You said the Twins would win their next three series. White Sox, Marlins, Royals. You get a single. You get a single. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah, that's all I deserve. They won all those. They yeah, won all those. that was not hard to figure. Uh, Jonathan, you said Sam Dyson will pitch at least one scoreless, hitless inning over the weekend. That was not the case. You said by the opening of Vikings training camp, they will trade Rhodes, Griffin, or Waynes. Incorrect. However, nice little comeback for you. You said the Twins will sweep the Royals and hit at least six home runs. I believe we gave you a triple for that, just because, like, to sweep and for the home run total. Nice little parlay right there. You said the Loons would make another transfer move before the transfer window closes. They did, right? Yep. And uh, you said the Loons would win the U.S. Open Cup semi against Portland. So three predictions correct there. Can I interject here with some breaking Twins news from our very own Derek Wetmore? You may. Is is it worthy of the sounder? I believe so. Derek Wetmore at Target Field ahead of Game 2 against the Indians tonight. Tweets out, and you can follow him at Derek Wetmore. So this is unexpected in quotations. Good news, admittedly a relative term, he says. Nelson Cruz has a ruptured tendon in his left wrist area. Rocco Baldelli said Cruz is on the IL but reports very little pain and there's optimism that this could be a quick return after all. Okay, so he has a ruptured tendon in his wrist and we're all optimistic. But they're saying that it there's very little pain and it could be a quick return. It, look, it looks like Morneau has told reporters he had the same thing back in 2012 and it finally ruptured and that was a good thing. Here's here's my guess about the problem. The things we're hoping for are following the well, tweet right now. Hopefully my, his tendon <laughs> ruptures. And my my guess, though, is that you would, before it ruptures, have to change your approach somewhat. Like, he's hit 16 home runs since the, the All-Star break. And clearly it hurts when you, when you swing like he did last night, which, by the way, is how he hits home runs. I'm not making any assumptions here. Okay, I'm just going to read some more from Derek's tweets, and then we'll get back to the prediction segment here. Derek said, 
Justin Morneau had a similar injury yeah. in 2012. Morneau, so by the way, I covered that. I covered Morneau that season, and I'll get back to that in a second. Morneau had a similar injury in 2012 and said that his wrist hurt every swing until it finally ruptured, and then he was relatively pain-free as he finished out that season. Justin Morneau was not, like, that was, 2012 Justin Morneau, if that's the comparison here, that's not good. I'm just, I'm panicking over so pretty much it, everything right now. did it not go well for him after no. after it ruptured? Okay. I mean, I don't, unless I'm misremembering, like, a white-hot August or something from Morneau in 2012. I don't know. We'll see. We're not doctors. As Derek puts in all caps in his next tweet, I am not a doctor, and I have been told that everybody is different in the way that they heal, so who even knows? Thanks for reading. <laughs> You're also dealing with a guy who's on the precipice of being 40 years old. That's not good. Yeah, well, we'll see. Write this down. Okay, back to the to the accountability session <laughs> Which here. Which also is not good. Judd, you said, let's go to your prediction. No, we already went to you. Um, Rami, you said the Twins will have a five-game lead in the division within two weeks of two weeks ago. That did not occur. That's going to be tough mathematically. And Manny had so. nothing come off the board. Hmm. Good so, or bad. So. Manny, way to go! <laughs> it's like a walk. What, I'm it's saying? like a walk for this week. His batting mm-hmm. average doesn't change I'm at serious. all. Yeah. So with that, the listeners are batting 302, slugging 628. Judd is in second place, batting 275, slugging 475. I'm in third place with a 250 average, slugging 482. Jonathan is up to 232 on the season, slugging 500, ahead of Rami, who's batting 226, the guests who are batting 200, and Manny batting 170. That's not bad. I'll take 226. That's pretty right terrible. Now. I mean, I was much lower. I was I was flirting with the Mendoza line for a minute there. I'll take 226. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Let's start with uh, Rami this time because you're wanna, sitting in Judd's seat. I want to make a prediction that we need to figure out how to quantify it. If we can, please. There will be some kind of overreaction to Teddy Bridgewater's performance for the New Orleans Saints tonight. How do we quantify that? This sounds very cat-like from Phil. Hmm. Carl Anthony Towns will be the man. (laughs) Okay. Here's how you quantify it. I think it has to be like an article will be written, but it has to go beyond. An article will be written that goes beyond like praising him for the game. It'll be something that... Like what could have been projects forward or like there will be a what could have been article if Teddy Bridgewater slices just and dices the Vikings fourth defense tonight just, just off tonight just game? off tonight there will be well, overreaction to Teddy Bridgewater's performance. Okay. Well, see, but that's here's the here's the thing with that though that could be Teddy having a great performance tonight or a bad performance tonight. An I agree. I agree. I agree. I mean, I'm if he saying, goes out and throws four interceptions. There, were, there could be an, an overreaction from Saints fans. That's that would, not that's not happening, by the way. <laughs> not our Teddy. Come on now. Well, let's just let's just it phrase it this way. Our defense, though. Let's let's phrase it this way. There will be a what could have been or what could be article off Bridgewater's performance. I'll take tonight. that. I will take that. All right. So if we Google something in the next mm-hmm. week, write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. Sticking with the Teddy Bridgewater theme, then write that down. Teddy Bridgewater will throw at least two touchdowns tonight. Can we just make this uh, all, all, all of our predictions? What's going on Teddy here? All Teddy Bridgewater, write that down. You guys, it's over. <laughs> it's done. It's not, though, Judd. It's not. I'm just saying he's going to throw at, at least two touchdowns. He's over. like 26 years old, okay? He could play another 15 years in the NFL. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things uh-huh. down. Manny? 15. <laughs> Teddy, Br- Teddy Bridgewater will throw for at least 150 yards tonight. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how many? 150? 150. <laughs> 
Shut his soul. <laughs> Write this down. Write that down. Boy, Manny. This is partially just to mess with Rami and Judd right now, too. And to make Matthew Collar happy. Oh, I love it. I love watching you all dilute yourselves. It's, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> Judd. This is so sad. Okay. Last week, our guy Manny predicted that the Clippers are going to win the NBA title. Correct, Manny? Next season? Yes, he did. You're calling it? Yep. Manny will predict at least two more teams will win the NBA title before <laughs> next season's finals begin. So at least two more, not one more. At some point in time, he's going to make two predictions on different teams, so he'll be up to three by the time we get to the finals next June. Okay. Write that down. I don't have a Well, remember that, Dan. Write this down. All right, I might actually, you know, I might, I might deviate here. Uh, well, okay, I, I got, I've got to try to be the man. I have a prediction off of that. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggyback off that. I agree with Judd. Write this down. And I'm gonna tell you which two teams those are gonna be. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Should we have him leave Boy, the room? This. Wow. Would you say, Judd? Should we have him leave the room so this he doesn't purposely make yeah, this prediction? Yeah. Actually, yeah. Can you, Manny? You need to walk outside okay. real quick, and I'll then walk somebody. Out the room. And then is James in there? Yeah, James. Just is like in go here. get Manny yeah, after okay. my prediction. Okay, that'll work. All right. Let me know when he's out of the room. You got to make sure he can't hear anything out there. But uh, doors closed. He's out of the room. Okay. He'll predict at some point that the Lakers okay. will win the championship. Yep. And that the Bucks will win the championship. Okay. Easy, easy Eastern Conference. So. All right. Okay. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. <laughs> Here comes Manny. Okay. He didn't hear that? No, I don't think so. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> the ultimate hedge. All right, back to Ron. I'm not going to pick down. the Boston Celtics to win the title, by the way, okay. if that's one of the teams. So. Uh, it is not. Back to me, you said? <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, back to Rami. Twins win the next three. They take this series. Wow. Yeah, I did it. Wow. Yeah, I did it. Is so, this an emotional pick here? Maybe a little you, bit. Okay. Maybe a little bit. I'm hoping I don't have to fix the brakes on this thing. <laughs> maybe just a little bit. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Jonathan. See, that's funny, Rami, because no lie, I have it written down. James can verify that this is written down. The Twins will get swept this weekend. Wow. Wow. That's really negative. <laughs> well, it's going to happen. Lost man. Nelson Cruz. Buxton's yeah. still not back. Starting pitching's in shambles. I think it's very fair. You lose your clubhouse leader, all goes downhill. Write it down. You like writing things down. Manny Hill. Devin Smelter will throw at least six innings tonight for the Twins. Okay. He'll go six. And that's a pretty bold prediction considering how the starting pitching has gone for the Twins this week. But, like, couldn't he give up eight runs in the first inning and they say, oh, we're just going to save all of our, all of our relievers? <laughs> and Rocco's hey. done that of late, yeah. you guys. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Sacrificial lamb. Write this down. Six Write it down. Smelter you like tonight. writing things down. Back to Judd. Antonio Brown will never play a regular season down for the Raiders. Wow. We'll talk yeah. about this wow. next segment, but I am now oh, going boy. on the record. That's not that crazy. It's it, yeah, it's probably a double. It's a pretty it it's a sort of ballsy prediction, but it's not that crazy. You willing to say in the NFL ever again? Uh no, cuz I think up? no, but I think that they I believe that he will never play a regular season down for this franchise. Write it down. You like writing things down. Yeah, there's a there's a juicy story there that we'll get to here before the hour's Crazy. over. Ridiculous. Right, here's my Teddy prediction. Write this down. He will complete at least seventy percent of his passes tonight, and he throws a touchdown pass on the first possession for the New Orleans Saints. Write this down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Just right. write that down ever. <laughs> I said at our live taping of uh, Glenn Perkins on baseball Tuesday at Modest Brewing that the Twins run away with this division. They win it 
by at least four games. At least four games. They will win this division by. I mean, the Twins The Twins' last 10 games are exclusively against what will be 100 lost teams. Yeah. So, like, the second half of September for them is against, it's against the Royals and Tigers. Every single day they play a team that's looking to book tea time. They'll pull away in September. Write August might down. be rough. They pull away in September. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Jonathan. I'll do one last Teddy Bridgewater predict- <laughs> prediction here. Write this down. Teddy Bridgewater will run for at least one touchdown tonight. <laughs> okay. So I've got down. down you at like least writing three. things down. I love it. I love all these Teddy predictions. Write that down. All right, back to Manny Hill. Danny Cunningham will like this prediction. Baker Mayfield will receive MVP votes this season. Hmm. Now, how does that work? Like, that. How, how many different, when you're filling out a ballot, are you filling out a ballot of 10? Like, if he gets a ninth place MVP vote, like, how does the MVP I vote think, work? I think it's first, second, and third. Every, okay. Every writer gets a first, second, so and third place vote. So it's legit then. Like, if somebody votes you third, mm-hmm. like, you're legit. Okay. All right, that's fine. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. Write this down. Judd? Byron Buxton and Nelson Cruz will not play again until September for the Twins. Wow. They are both not going to play again. I think they'll play again this year. I'm not sure. I'm not sure they will, but I'm going to give them September. Okay. Write this down. All right, write this down. Bruzdar Gratterall, the Twins' number one pitching prospect. Bruzdar Gratterall not only will be called up. A little parlay here. He will be called up. Before the season's over, Agreed. he will have an ERA under three mm. for the Twins, and he will be on their postseason roster. I like so it. I just want to say Bruce Dargretel is going to be a dude for the Twins down the stretch. And will not start, right? I, I'm not going to go with that on the prediction, the Okay, but I, but I think he'll be a bullpen guy. Write this down. Yeah. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. We're gonna That Antonio Brown thing that came out like two hours ago. Just great. And also, we have somebody, a former NFL player, who's empathizing with Garrett Bradbury's butt sweat issue. And like legitimately analyzing it, like giving it serious thought. Yes, we Look, will. It's we'll, a serious subject. I agree. Join me and Dan Terhar tomorrow night for Score North's coverage of Minnesota United and FC Dallas pregame at 6.30 p.m. with kickoff at 7 right here on Score North on AM1500, scorenorth.com, and the free Score North mobile app. Thank you, Jonathan. Our guy Declan tweets into the show, I just had to get my hand, I just had to get on my hands and knees to reach my scrawny arm all the way back to the back of the fridge to reach the last variety pack of claws. I didn't know there were variety packs. Oh, dude. Oh, that's what there Dawn are. Was. Absolutely yep. variety packs. I did not know that. Yep. Yeah, man. Might have to make a stop on my way home tonight. Yep. Well, Declan says no laws this weekend, boys. Did I tell you no guys? No laws when drinking claws. Did I give you the results of my poll? Are you Fire away. Are you about that claw life? Uh, 903 votes. I think that's a high for a poll I've put up. Yeah, so thank you. Uh, yeah, all about that life, 32%. No, I'm sticking to beer, 33%. And 35% of you are real judgmental. Turn in your man card. <laughs> Already turned in. Long, long, long. <laughs> multiple, multiple times. Multiple times. <laughs> Do they make you turn that in at the gate at the Yacht Rock Festival? Yeah, and yeah. when I and when I burned a Wonderwall by Oasis on a CD for a girl I had a crush on, 
15 times on one CD. Okay, that's not burning your that's man stalking. card. That's, uh, that's weird. That yeah. gets you thrown in jail. That's okay. My creep card. That's just burning your normal card. Okay. Like You're just a weird dude. Like, <laughs> that's, that's all okay. that is. I'll, yeah. I'll own that. that. I'll own that. And the Build-A-Bear story really bothered me. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the Build-A-Bear, oh, the Build-A-Bear story. Oh, my God. Mackie's Build-A-Bear story is very I think disturbing. I told it on the day where you were out. Declan might have been in for that day. I'll tell you off the air. If you want to sit really close to me on that couch, and I'll make you uncomfortable. Oh, It'll be I great. don't want to sit close to you while okay. you tell a yeah. weird story that these guys are even creeped up creeped out about so uh anyways speaking of creepy sean o'hara was on good morning football this morning and he came to the defense of sweaty garrett bradbury but yeah i can sympathize with garrett bradbury right here and then when he talked about he's saying it's just the shorts the shorts are awful when you wear shorts in training camp it just harnesses the moisture and it drips all over the place but let me just tell you something. Oh, it's not going to get better on game day. Okay? I know from experience. We had a very uh, diva-like quarterback named Eli Manning okay. who said, I'm sick and tired of getting the wet ball. It's a three-step drop. I'm trying to throw the ball out, and everything is just wet. wet he literally threw a couple of ducks, and he blamed it on me having a sweaty ball okay. that I'm snapping. <laughs> Got it. I mean, it's just... becomes an actual out. hindrance. It happens. I know. So it was Eli's genius idea to say, okay. Maybe we could get you to change pants at halftime. Mm. So literally, at halftime, I would run in, get to my locker, and poor Eddie Skiba, our, one of our assistant equipment managers, it was his job to help me get my pants off oh. and over my cleats because once you spat it and taped over your cleats, you can't get the pants over them. You can't take them off, so you got to get the pants over mess. Take the pads out, put them in new ones. So these yeah. big, sweaty game pants, um, he had to handle. So he was like a pit is- crew in NASCAR, yeah. really over the cleats, everything. So this is this was all so that your quarterback can be happy. Um, yeah, it's not going to get any better. And Garrett Bradbury, guess what? Welcome to the changing your pants at halftime club. It's going to happen. <laughs> all right. And Kirk Cousins, he will like that. I, I love. Did I, not, I love how this is a thing? Did I not try and tell you, you guys when this broke? What three days back now? Four days back that this would become a thing? Yeah. You and sure you did. laughed at me. I did. You laughed at me and said, "No, it won't." The media is desperate for stuff right now. And, okay, do you guys think, after hearing what Cousins said, and I know it sort of started off as a joke, but do you guys, at least in the back of your mind, in the recesses of your mind, is there just a little thought that I think he's gearing up for the first time he he fumbles a ball this year for us to be like, I wonder if that was Bradbury Sweat. Yeah, he's kind of you know, the one thing about Cousins is he doesn't he for whatever reason I don't I'm know if it's kidding. if it's insecurity he doesn't like to just own stuff he doesn't like to just say it's like he's not confident enough to just say yeah I just fumbled too much or man that was a terrible throw yeah, right? be more like, careful with the ball yeah it's always over explaining or kind of like ah, it's like let's deflect it over here a little bit and got to look at the film over there as opposed to I just was terrible today. Can I just tell you guys from a purely comedic standpoint, I couldn't be more pleased that (laughs) for the remainder of this season and the Kirk Cousins-Garrett Bradbury relationship, every time there's a fumble, we're going to have to consider and talk about butt sweat. I just, that I mean that... And it will be asked. Oh, for sure. In press conferences, it will now be asked, did Garrett... Bradbury's asked, sw- you sweaty. Said. It'll be asked. <laughs> It'll be asked. Did Garrett Bradbury's sweaty behind cause you to lose that ball, or was it the hit you took? I really like the term "harnessing the moisture." By the way, 
How much do I love this sport, though? When you can actually harness, you're now harnessing moisture because the pigskin slipped out of a man's hands because another man sweated profusely from his backside. The next time I'm having a really sweaty day, I'm going to say, guys, I'm harnessing a lot of moisture right now. There is a lot of moisture being harnessed. Am I, like, as a guy who has never put my hands under another man's posterior Uh and grabbed a football from him. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, we should almost do a test here. I want to do like a sports science test. <laughs> How wet can the ball really get from that quick little center exchange? Like, it's not like you're throwing a ball in a pool and then picking it back out. You're just like quickly snapping it to the quarterback. Can the ball really be soaked from that exchange? Sounds like it. I think you're underestimating sports the science. amount of sweat that, that is back there. Rami, Stairmaster, 30 minutes. <laughs> Jonathan, grab a football. No. Sorry. I'm out. Sorry. I'm not germaphobic, but You're no. the quarterback. I told you about my problem. You don't need a Stairmaster. Just put me outside on okay. a humid day for like 30 minutes. So if my, if, we can do this test. So if my hands are near your buttocks, in this case, are you like dripping sweat onto my hands? Probably. Is that the problem? Probably. Or is it that your palm is already so sweaty from just Probably being both. Bad? Wait, so it's... Your palm is sweaty and you're dripping sweat there, from pro- your butt. There's probably palm sweat. There's yeah. probably sweat dripping down off my face when I'm down in the stance before I snap the ball. And there's probably butt sweat that is... Yeah, dripping? I mean, not dripping. How much dri- do you sweat, man? I sweat a lot. Get the drop. I sweat a lot. <laughs> I do. I'm not going to lie. It's a real thing. It's a problem. So, yeah. it's not. But it's not even dripping. It's... When you're... Okay. When you're out there and you're on a football field working for hours at a time, shorts get saturated, dude. Saturated. Like you could I worked out today and I had like a compression shirt on under my workout clothes. I literally could have wrung that thing out and it mm. would have dripped it would have dripped sweat. It would have been disgusting. I didn't do it, but I'm telling you that's how much guys like me and apparently Sorry, I know you don't like us talking about it. Garrett Bradbury sweat. So yeah, about like an hour, hour and a half into practice, those shorts are saturated. And what you're taught to do as a center, I played a little center, never at the NFL level, but you snap it right into like the like uh, <laughs> like, uh careful, we've already hit the drop button once today. Love the, like like that that vast valley between the Exactly. The, yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You'll know that area. You know yeah. what I'm talking about. Wow. I feel like there's a there's like a remake of the Eminem song Lose Yourself in here, right? His buns are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. <laughs> Uh, There's moisture on the ball already, mom's spaghetti. Are you good, Jonathan? No, Phil, if you want to keep making them more lyrics, I'll make a whole song out of this. I would love to. Football. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right, where do you want to start with this Antonio Brown thing? Because Mike Silver from NFL.com and NFL Network has a 20-tweet thread explaining why Antonio Brown might not play for the Raiders. The, the report now from ESPN, right, is that he is told that he has told the team that unless he can wear his old helmet, he will not play football again, league sources told Shefty. Yeah. I'm going to read a few of these Mike Silver tweets. I don't know if we're going to get through all of them, but you guys chime in as you see fit here, okay? So even before, this is what he writes, even before suffering bizarre injuries to his feet because he didn't wear the proper foot attire in a 
some sort of cryotherapy machine. chamber thing. Yeah. Antonio Brown alarmed Raiders coaches and teammates by railing against the NFL's enhanced enforcement of helmet regulations, a policy change which will likely force the star receiver to switch to a new model helmet. Brown's vocal resistance to the mandate, both during OTAs and shortly after his arrival, has contributed to a disconnect with the team that acquired the seven-time Pro Bowl selection. According to four sources familiar with Brown's current absence from camp, which dates back to late last week, Raiders coaches and players are concerned the receiver's unhappiness regarding the helmet issue may be playing a role in his decision to stay away from Napa. So, is the NFL mandating he wears a new helmet? Yes. Why is he mad at the Raiders? Because he he thinks that they, I guess, should pay the fine or defend him. But but he, he is wearing a helmet that they have decided, that the league has decided, is not safe. He had a two-hour conference call with the NFL today to discuss the helmet, which, by the way, is 10 years old. Okay, here's, here's the... I'm going to the middle of these tweets here. The pushback began in May when the star receiver was informed by the Raiders that the NFL had officially eliminated the one-year grace period for certain helmet models, including the one worn by Brown, which had fallen short in the laboratory testing for head impact severity. By the way, it might be too late for that, according to Brown's decision-making. Based on his behavior? Yeah. Uh, This meant that Brown and 31 other players who finished last year on NFL rosters, including Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, would have to switch to approved helmets. Um, On a conference call with reporters earlier this spring, the NFL's executive vice president of health and safety said any team found to have known about a player wearing a banned helmet or to have facilitated the use of that helmet would be subject to league discipline. And so each team's equipment manager had been instructed to remove all of the banned helmets. So I I guess he's mad at the Raiders for not just like looking the other way on a banned helmet. And he's just... Being a child? Did you read the part yet where he was bringing his own helmet onto the field that was painted? <laughs> it was painted in Raiders colors, but not quite. What? Like it's just, he had it like homemade it's painted, slightly off. He has a knockoff Raiders helmet that he just <laughs> runs out onto the field with. Brown once again tried to take the field with his old helmet, which he had since repainted with colors approximating, but not completely mimicking. <laughs> The Raiders silver and black design. That's my favorite part That's of the story. That's the best part of the story, hands down. He was told the helmet was not allowed, and once again, he acquiesced and wore the new model. Before Brown arrived at training camp last month, coaches and teammates believed the issue had been resolved, but Brown had other notions. Okay. So, what? He's like stenciling his own Raiders it's logo? So yes. crazy. He drew his own logo. It's completely nuts. <laughs> But I think there's a fighting chance this guy, at the rate he's going now, will never play a down for this team. Like, he's off his rocker. Man. He also... I gotta say... He burned his feet beyond recognition. They're, like, peeling off the skin. Yeah, he has frostbite. But, like, not just, oh, that's too bad for us, but he can barely run. Hard Knocks, by the way. I cannot wait for Hard Knocks on Sunday. If Hard Knocks Episode 2 is not one of the best of all time... I'm done. They better not avoid this. They better not tippy-toe around this. And it might not be in this week's episode, because is, oh, it, it, is be. it that current? Yes, it, okay. it's very current. It's they like ha- a week out, right? Yeah. yeah, no, it should be. Okay. they. It, it better be. This has to be the focus of an entire episode. HBO's out. Like, where is this I'm canceling it if this is not an all-timer. What, what What leads you guys to think that they wouldn't cover this? They cover everything. They didn't do... So So the, the uh, burn that he got on his feet, they didn't talk about... What happened? They, on the episode, the first one, 
They talked about the, the fact that he had a problem with his feet, but they didn't come clean about why. And then, but the story broke right before the the episode aired. So it's like, why would you not be the ones to break this news? That's fascinating. So I'm really concerned that they're trying to tone the the episodes down way too much. I want the whole thing. I want to see, and I especially I want to see want to see the homemade helmet. Yeah, I want to see this helmet for sure. <laughs> it's a ten year old helmet that he repainted. That he painted. I got to see this to approximate Raiders colors, but not quite. Yeah, that's. I mean, th- this would also be a genius play to boost viewership of Hard Knocks if they all just concocted this. You know, it would be hilarious. Let's make it seem like you're mad at the team. Because of this helmet thing. You can paint your own logo on the helmet. It'll be a big media story, and then we'll get twice the ratings it for would, HBO's Hard You know what? You're not wrong. But, 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 but I was knowing wrong. Antonio Brown's probably real. I'm going to say I was wrong about Antonio Brown. I said, he's not as crazy as they made him out to be in Pittsburgh. <laughs> they just want to make him look nope. like the bad guy to protect Ben and the franchise. You're right. I was wrong. He was crazier than that. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Mackie and Deb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. Thanks to everyone who's downloaded that in the past month or so. Uh, we saw just a huge jump in July, and it's free. It's free to download, at least for now. For a possibly limited time, so yeah. act fast. I'll it, tell you what I'm not wrong about, Phil Mackey, and that's my pillow. And as a special thank you for helping make my pillow successful, they're offering big discounts on several pillow products, including... What I just got, a MyPillow body pillow, and it is fantastic. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listeners Special tab on the top right corner, and you'll be directed to a special page where you can save huge on seven. That's right, seven of MyPillow's products, all using just one promo code, NORTH. They have great specials. Like I said, the MyPillow body pillow, regularly $85.68. Right now, just $29.99. And, of course, you can still get a two-pack of MyPillow premiums that I've been telling you about for a few weeks now for their all-time low price of $69.98. That's just $34.99 per pillow. Huge savings on seven of MyPillow's most popular products, including the body pillow and the original premium MyPillow. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener tab at the top right corner, check out all the great offers, pick out what you want, and enter one promo code, promo code that is north at checkout to take advantage of all these great deals save big now on your favorite my pillow products give them a call at 800-620-4439 or go to mypillow.com click on the radio special tab and enter the promo code north 5:43 here at score north time for the final score north download of the week vikings football in just a couple hours is back and they'll be taking on the Saints where you can watch them take on Rami's favorite quarterback of all time, Teddy Bridgewater. He'll be playing Love tonight against the Vikings. Rami's, I said, his favorite quarterback of all time. Something that will also happen immediately afterwards, something that we've never done in the preseason anyways, is Vikings Vent Line. That's right. It's back. Your favorite call-in show. It's back immediately after the Vikings take on the Saints tonight. You can call Manny Hill and Judd Zolged. They'll be taking your calls tonight. For all your hot takes on Teddy Bridgewater, the Vikings' backup quarterback situation, their third wide receiver situation, whatever else you want to talk about, they will be taking your calls tonight here on Score North. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami. It might have to morph into Twins Vent Line. That's what I said. If I mean, the maybe twins you can just, just split it up. Combination. Why not, right? I feel like we are on on the the threshold here of Twins fans. Really, if things don't go well uh, tonight, I can see getting I can see getting a Vikings call, five Twins calls, a Vikings call, ten Twins calls, a Vikings call, fifteen Twins calls. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. 
Tonight's a tough ass, too, by the way. What, to beat Teddy Bridgewater? That's exactly um, what he was talking go about. Go get him, Devin Smeltzer. On the road? Go get him, Devin Smeltzer. Totally You're going against B- this Bridgewater. I'm I'm, oh, I'm ignoring it completely. I mean, come on. The kid was a good kid, but it's over, guys. Yeah. What's, what's your official stance on it? I just want to be clear. I'm like Teddy. What, what do you dude. Mean, what's over? It's just, it didn't... It, it didn't work because the circumstances beyond everybody's control. Well, it didn't work with the Vikings and he, yet. I, I am not convinced. I am not convinced that he is going to have a long career now because of the fact that his leg snapped like a bleeping twig. Yeah. I, w- I guess I would be I most mean, worried about like Sam, the Sam Bradford thing. And Sam Bradford didn't have nearly the gruesome injury or injuries that Bridgewater had, but it just wound up being tendonitis and arthritis. Well, and, and I mean, keep, keep in mind too, there, there was a time when his leg snapped on the way to the hospital when they were very afraid of potential amputation. So we're not talking about an ACL that went. That's true. We're talking about a man who they, at one point in time, at least said, can we save his leg? And they did. They did, and it's great. And now he's going to throw and he's a great guy. 400 yards tonight. Against you know the what? I hope, I, I hope he does well. I really do. I like him. break all the records. <laughs> All the records. We just there's nothing there's nothing like how many rings do you think Teddy Bridgewater know. ends up with? I'm not gonna say rings. You don't want to put a number on it. Oh, okay. well, well, let me flip it around this way. Okay. So, with with the Chicago Bears, Mitch Trubisky. Yes, he's but it's this will be his third year, right? Yeah, and uh, and he's and 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 for the record, they have catered things to him because they drafted him so high. Mm-hmm. They traded up to get him, right? They identified him as... They gave up a lot to move up one spot when they really probably yeah. didn't need to. Yeah. So, if someone said right now, let's say Mitch Trubisky broke his leg and just, like, it was it was over for him and the Bears, and would you, would you look at him and say, well, he's he's certainly... He was just kind of an average... He's like an average quarterback, and or would you say, man... Who knows what would have happened if he had that third year to maybe really break out? I right? haven't. That's kind of what the Bridgewater thing is here. I he haven't didn't get that third year to break out. I, I haven't seen anything to think Mitchell Trubisky is special. To think he's Aaron Rodgers or the next great quarterback or among the next great uh, group of quarterbacks. So no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't jump to that conclusion or go that far. I think the difference though is that, and I don't know how to now contextualize this exactly, but. People, a lot of people loved Teddy. Like I don't think there's, I don't think there's a lot of athletes as loved as he was. Like Trubisky seems like a affable chap, right? Yeah, he, he's an okay guy. But, Funny dude. But but do you do you feel like there's even a faction of Bears fans who love him? Like Teddy was there. There was there was it's a group, growing. There there was a group of Vikings fans who loved him. Good guy. Players loved him. The head coach, the head coach who hates every quarterback he's ever come across raved about him. So it created this expectation that never came close to actually being paid off. That's what's weird. It's sort of a weird story. Who are like your favorite stories of the, of the teams that you guys have all followed? Rami grew up in Chicago. The what could have been Derek Rose stories. for me. That's pretty easy. That's an easy one for me. It's Derek Rose. And he got, I mean, he was great, but then it was just right. What do you think? What path. do you think would have been for him? It's hard to say. I mean, the guy was, he won an MVP. He was the youngest MVP in the history of the league. Now, he, the the caveat there is the Bulls are such a terrible and chaotic organization that chances are, even had Derrick Rose continued to play at that level, they would have squandered it and 
Derrick Rose never would have gotten the rings and therefore, because of the way people think, the recognition that, that he probably deserved. But, I mean, if that guy kept playing at that level for another five or six years, that's one of the best point guards in the history of this league. Mm-hmm. I think mine's probably Darko Milicic with the Timberwolves. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's, Scott Di- cared. it's Scott Diamond. Yeah, Scott Diamond with the But what with if it's Scott Diamond? Uh, Pat, Nelson Cruz, we're, we're, we're being told Nelson Cruz has the same injury Justin Morneau did in 2012, but that's actually a good thing. What, uh, what's going uh, well, on there? Justin, I actually talked to him. I rode up the elevator with him. Uh, one thing we might, might want to point out here is torn tendon and a left wrist. They both had a left wrist. Uh, for Nelson Cruz, that's the bottom hand, and for Justin Morneau, that's the top hand. Morneau did not. No, if that makes a difference, but it would seem to that, you know, there's more pressure on the bottom hand when you're hitting than there is on the top hand. So, uh, and plus, I think Nelson, you know, Morneau would take a nice hefty hack, but I think Nelson in the modern game, uh, hitting all his home runs probably takes a bigger hack than uh, Morneau did. So, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks you'll be able to play, but uh, right now you don't have Cruz, who's your best, who's your most important hitter. You don't have Buxton, who's your most important fielder. I mean, you just made the worst trade in Major League history. You traded Nelson Cruz for Cody Stashak. That is a very bad trade. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? A, a 13th pitcher who you just sent back two days ago because he was so bad uh, for uh, Cruz. Uh, this is a this is Rocco's first crises, boys. He has got himself a crisis right now because he's starting pitching three straight. Uh, Barrios, Perez, and Gibby all barfed, and uh, you're leading down to one, and you got to face the All Star MVP tonight, Sean Bieber. So, I will say uh, that the, hard to the, be optimistic. The JJ Hardy for Jim Hoey trade is offended by your notion that that's the worst trade yeah, in yeah, history. Yeah, you know? yeah, well, but uh, well, yeah, Nelson's been injured now too, so uh, this is his second time. But uh, yeah, it's uh, you know that. Uh, I think if you went to the Twins right now and they say you said you could be a wild card team, they might take it uh, if, if they can't get their. Uh, I, I mean, it doesn't sound like Buxton's going to be back anytime soon, and uh, and this has got to be two weeks, no matter what they're telling you about the torn tendon in his left wrist. So uh, it's uh, it's not good right now. <laughs> yeah, you know what I got to say, Patrick? Go get him, Devin Smelter. Devin Smeltzer, go get well, him. Well, and, and as I told you guys the other day, when Devin sneaks into the rotation once every two months and pitches a dandy, it's kind of a fun, amusing story, isn't it? Tonight you're saying, you got to go out there and win for us because the rest of these guys suck. You know, so uh, that's, a, that's a little different, different level of pressure. And uh, you look at this uh, Cleveland lineup right now, and uh, I don't know if 89 is going to do it for you. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure that uh, some of these uh, hitters they have in there now might not be uh, real comfortable hitting 89 mile an hour fastball. So we'll see. But you never know. You know, that's, uh, he might dazzle them with his slot. You got to remember, Cleveland came in here; they weren't hitting at all. Texas, but they they got beat 2-0, and then the next day they scored four runs as a doubleheader. They weren't hitting at all until they uh, saw Gibby who. Uh, I heard Gibby talking downstairs about a hundred and three degree fever two three days ago and things like that. They're trying to give him that excuse, but uh, that was pathetic. That was I, I've been a big Gibby defender, but that was brutal. Hey, he said last night. He said he, he had been sick for a week, and he flat out said it didn't affect me. So if if they're doing that now. 
they're trying to go back and rewrite no, what he no, said. I, I overheard this in the clubhouse. All I, right. didn't, I didn't hear him telling it to the media. I just walked by All and right. was talking about Apparently there's a few boys sick in there. They might be sick from watching their pictures, but uh, they're sick. Maybe they, <laughs> maybe they should. It's kind of like watching a horror movie, but uh, anyway. Uh, but uh, Cleveland uh, certainly uh, uh, seems to. Cleveland is now 40 and 16 uh, since the lead was 11 and a half. Jeez. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's, you know, they've lost a 10 and a half games of their lead, but Cleveland's had more to do with it than they have. They've still been over 500. Yeah. They haven't played great, but they haven't. This hasn't been a collapse. Uh, that uh, we usually when you see these things where the big lead, like the Red Sox, uh, you know, against the Yankees years ago and all those, it's usually because a team falls on its ass. But the Twins haven't actually done it. Now they might now with uh, what they got going on, but they haven't done that yet. All right, Pat. What are your What are your three keys to a Vikings win over the Saints tonight? <laughs> uh, try to contain one of the world's greatest quarterbacks, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, who, who we probably would have won two Super Bowls by now if uh, he'd only stayed healthy. And uh, here in Minnesota. Uh, and uh, I, I wouldn't know what else because I don't know who's playing, I guess. Uh, turn Let's turn loose Laquan Treadwell and show him what it, show us what he's really got. That could be another one. That could be another one. Right. And, uh, who's, uh, and find a safety... Uh, let's find another defensive back because I think we're a little short back there in the safety. We only got two of them. So. All right. Well, enjoy uh, enjoy your night at the yard, and we will catch up on Monday after uh, whatever happens between the Twins and the Indians this weekend. All right. We will see you, Jens. All right. See, see you, Pat. Okay. Are you Chad, looking at what Chad, I'm looking at? The tweet that Chad sent to you? No. Oh, oh, I saw that one. Yeah, that was dark. No. Another tweet just came across my timeline from O.J. Simpson. And it just says, I'm calling BS, hashtag Antonio Brown, hashtag Raiders. You don't get to call BS on anybody, OJ. <laughs> Hold on a second. That's not a thing. I follow him. Why didn't I see this? I don't know why it ends up on my timeline, because I don't follow him. I, follow I made a point juice. not to follow him. I follow Orange. But yeah, the tweet from Chad is the darkest thing that's ever come across my timeline. Chad said... Teddy was like that crazy uncle you hear all the stories about, and then before you're going to meet him, he dies from a car crash. <laughs> what? what the hell? Chad, what? I knew, Look you know what? on your what? life, man. You know what? I saw right, that. Chad? Chad, I knew weird. exactly what Chad was saying. Chad, you should talk to somebody, man. <laughs> no, it's, it's quarterback Once loss. Again, why am I not surprised that Judd knows what he's talking about? It's Judd, Judd and Chad are tracking here. What? Yeah, it's quarterback loss. Wow. Sports-wise, it's one of the greatest Wait, setbacks that a human can suffer. Teddy was the like the crazy uncle you hear all the stories yeah, about, and before you're, you're going to get to meet him, he dies from a car you're excited, crash. You're excited to meet him. Your mom, Why does he die? Because then he's not there. You don't know him. But, but, you just have the story. But Chad says it like we all have that uncle. <laughs> I don't have that uncle. Do you have that uncle? I think you guys are selling Chad short. I thought it was fantastic. Chad. Chad. Wow. Therapy. Therapy. I, got, I got your back, Chad. <laughs> I got your back. Wild Viking fan. 30. Do we have time to find out what the hell OJ's talking about? Because I'm legitimately curious now. Probably the helmet? Anybody? I don't He's know. He's calling BS on the helmet thing. I don't thing. know. I, I bet he thinks it's something else. I don't know. It's sinister. The juice knows exactly what that means. <sighs> is he still doing those videos? Yeah, man. Oh, he is? Yeah. Don't you follow him? How do I, I know do, this and you don't? I do follow him because I follow too many people. I do not follow they, they him. They all I cannot. He was apparently not happy about uh, 
Ronald Goldman's sister was on the Howard Stern show. Oh, yeah? And uh, they basically spoke as if O.J. did it. Oh, and uh, no, really? He didn't didn't take too kindly to that. I mean, double jeopardy, right? I mean, O.J. at this point. He could admit to doing it again. I'm scrolling through his timeline right now. I don't know why, but yeah, he puts out out an impressive volume of videos. Vetline tonight. Garrett Bradbury's moisture end.